going on? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. We're going to talk for a couple of minutes about what I think about why I say life is shorter than you really think. As far as I'm concerned, life is broken into three parts for the most part. Now, this does not come into play or take into account people who are born with afflictions, people who are born with some kind of mental deficiency where they can't grasp things as normal people, people who are physically unable to perform basic tasks. This is for people who are, for the most part, healthy body. And the first stage of life is as you know, it would be birth. I call those the parent and grandparent years because you're not really conscious of anything that's going on. You are alive. You're living, you're eating, you're breathing, you're laughing, you're enjoying. But those are memories, for the most part, we do not maintain. If you're blessed enough to remember what you was doing at three years old, I guess it's a blessing and a curse because you remember going to the bathroom on yourself you remember soiling yourself, you remember not being able to speak proper English or whatever your first language may be. But for the most of us, those were years that went by and we were really unconscious of anything. We couldn't read, we couldn't write. You know, we couldn't, all the things that we take for granted, we couldn't really feed ourselves, move things that had any weight. Those were those years. Then there were the formative years. And that's when you came into your conscious, when you're conscious that some of the things that you can still remember today, the first time you did this, the first time you ate that. And this is all the way up to what I would call your final stage. Your final stage is when you don't do things as well as you once did things. You're not physically as strong as you used to be. Those black hairs are now totally gray. And I'm not talking to the premature gray people here. You're a little slower. You're a little heavier. You're starting to think about mortality. During those formative years, mortality barely ever crosses your mind. Now, this is now that I stated what I think are the three aspects, this is how you got to go about making this thing called life livable, palatable, where you don't have regrets, where you don't feel like you left out on anything. Love, live, forgive, dream while you still have a chance to dream and make some dreams come true. Never let a day go by where you don't learn something. Well, you don't use those ears that God gave you to listen to something, listen to somebody. Do a very small word. A lot of people like to talk about stuff, but they don't put it into action. So do some things while you're breathing, while you are alive, do some things. A thing that we probably all are guilty of we didn't savor the time. We didn't savor the moment while they were happening in our formative years. And so you get older and you start regretting. You start wishing that you had did this different, wishing that you did that different. See, but life is not about playing the past. It's about living in today and setting yourself up for the future. If you're alive, you still have time to mess up. 
you can still mess up because you can improve upon whatever it is that you're messing up on. Be a help. Be a blessing to somebody else's life, not just your own life, but be a blessing into somebody else's life. I don't care what plant you sow, what seed you sow into somebody. It could be knowledge. It could be experience. It could be a pitfall that you fell in that you could teach somebody not to go in. Let things go. As you get older, you figure out that some things are just not that important to hold on to, to get heart problems, headaches, ulcers over nonsense. Spend your time wisely as you get older. Actually, you should spend your time wisely in your youth so that you don't waste a lot of time, energy, and effort on things that are mundane that really do not matter at the end of the day. You might suffer for it down the line. Enjoy. Enjoy every single moment that you can enjoy because one day you might be in pain constantly. And when you're not in pain today, be be thankful. Be thankful that you're not in pain. Be thankful that you're not suffering, that you don't have pains, ills, and hurts, you know. Cut the crap out. Anything that you can cut out of your life that you consider crap, garbage, extra baggage, move on and get rid of it. And just to contradict myself, contradict myself wholly. Life is shorter than you really think. No, we get enough time. Unless something tragic happens to you, and tragedies will happen to human beings all the time, and that is the God's honest truth. We cannot protect ourselves against tragic events happening in life. There's car accidents, some crazy murderer, you never know. And I'm not wishing that upon anybody. But for the most part, we get enough time to do some of the things that I said. If you just take the time, slow it down. I mean, just like I said, dream, forgive, love, live, enjoy, do, savor, mess up, improve, help somebody, be a blessing, let things go. Spend your time wisely and cut the crap. There's always enough time in life to do it. And then at the end of the day, you could have said when you're a real old person, when your time has come, that you did it right, that you lived life right. And that's all I really wanted to say about that subject. Uh, Life is shorter than you really think is not a horror story. It really isn't. Sometimes we need We're human beings. We're not here forever. What's your quality of life if you live to 125? Have you ever asked yourself that? What would be your quality of life if you live to a certain age and everybody that you've ever known or ever cared about you was no longer here and you had to rely on strangers to eat, to bathe, to be moved in and out? You know what? I never say or welcome death. But I know it's inevitable. I know that one day it will knock on my door and it will not give me a choice. It will say, come with me screaming and hollering or you go silently in the night. Now, I don't know what choice I'll make at that particular time. I really don't because everything after this is a mystery. I have no clue and I'm not here to tell you that I have a clue. I didn't look at this from a uh, uh, a position of uh, being too intellectual. I just looked at this 
issue from being a human being. And sometimes being a human being is enough to explain a situation. So we lost Sinead O'Connor. She died at the age of 56. I don't really know the reasons why, uh, as in a grand scale of things, 56 is a young person on this earth. Uh, we mostly remember her from Nothing Can Compare to You and her rope, ripping up the picture on SNL, which I'm still disgusted by SNL with the people that they've had host that show over the years and for them to never extend their hand to this woman and say, you know what? In the land of the free, in the home of the brave, and where you have the right to voice your opinion about anything that you feel necessary, that they never invited her back or never publicly apologized and said, you know what? Maybe we were too harsh on you because the world seemed like it beat up on Sinead O'Connor and I didn't understand it. I never found her to be mean, evil, or spiteful. I found her to be a woman who seemed like she was lost and, and she loved people and she was trying to find her way. So I hope that peace finds her now. The Eagles co-founder and the singer of Take It to the Limit, Randy Misner, he died at the age of 77. Now, he wasn't with the group, the Eagles, for a very long time, but Take It to the Limit is one of their greatest songs. I actually went back and listened to the best of the Eagles. The Eagles were a very, very good group. Matter of fact, they were so good, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, they were a country-sounding band, but not in the vein of uh, Leonard Skinner. See, there's, there's levels to everything. There's back, back wood country boys and then there's just cool rock country boys and i would say the eagles were the cool rock country boys they wasn't the backwood sweet home alabama types tuesday august the first mega millions will be one billion dollars a little over a billion dollars you know the deal two dollars you're in it no dollars you're not in it you want to take the chance play mega millions you Play Mega Millions, please be a blessing to as many people as you can. That money will be more than you and your family will ever need the winning share. Be smart with it. You can't buy heaven, but you can buy food. You can buy shelter. You can buy medicine for those who cannot afford it, especially if you got 500 and something million dollars. Don't act like you had that money your whole life. Act like it's brand new, but not stupidly. So we got some, the Jets are going to be premiering on August 8th on Hard Knocks, training camp with the New York Jets. Boy, I'm getting so sick of the New York Jets. I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of Source. I'm sick of Garrett. I'm sick of Seller. I'm just sick of the Jets. I'm, you know what? I don't usually root against people other than New York Giants, but I hope the Jets have a really bad season. No injuries and stuff, but just get their ass kicked on a weekly basis on Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesday, Thursdays. So I watched a documentary, My Way, The Life and Legacy of Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson was an interesting character. I hate the fact that most of this documentary dealt with the fact that Pat was gay I think that he could have led on to other things. Uh, by now, we all know that Pat was gay. And you can't have your whole life just wrapped around your sexuality. 
and that's what this quick documentary mostly did. And you know what? For that, I say shame on you. But, you know, I did learn a couple of things about Pat. The wrestling independent TV show Heels is returning for season two. Uh, some of you might already have had it. I have not seen episode one, but I've loved episode, I mean, season one. So I can't imagine it being any worse in season two. I'm hoping for the best. Dark Side of the Ring, season four, the episode that just passed dealt with Bam Bam Bigelow. And the fact that, you know what, this man lost his life to drugs. It seemed to, to completely destroy his life, his family's life. It's a cautionary tale of stay away from narcotics. Stay the hell away from narcotics. They do no good to anybody. And Bam Bam was a special one, man. I mean, he was a big man, a really big man who was athletic. I don't know why he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame, but maybe they'll rectify that down the line. I also watched Stephen Curry's Underrated. It's a quick documentary on Stephen Curry, but this is not in the vein of Michael Jordan or Shaq or Arnold or anything like that, or even Max Johnson, where they sit down and they talk to you from a chair. This actually went back and looked over his high school career, his college career, and basically just followed him for a little bit during his last championship run in 2022, I believe it was, when he won his first MVP trophy. So you don't get a lot of teammates' perspective. You don't get a lot of uh, his wife in this. I mean, you barely seen his wife in this. You barely seen his teammates speak. Uh, it wasn't one of those documentaries. I finished up Oscar De La Hoya's The Golden Boy. Episode two was um, it was hard. You know, Oscar let go of quite a few things. He talked about not being in his children's life, not understanding even one to be in his children's life. And so I found that to be a very interesting documentary. If you get a chance, it's only two episodes. It might be three hours in total, but Oscar De La Hoya, The Golden Boy, I would say definitely this is a thumbs up. I started watching a TV show called How to Become a Cult Leader. Now, I'm not trying to look for any clues or hints or anything stupid like that. Nothing nefarious, right? But the first two episodes dealt with Charles Manson, and the second episode dealt with Jim Jones. I believe there's five or six episodes in total. I get up early in the morning, and after I take care of my business, I like to sit down and watch a little boob tube. So I will be finishing this off. And so far after the first two episodes, and these are only half an hour episodes, I give it a big thumbs up. This Saturday, we're going to have WWE SummerSlam 2023. You got Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso and the Tribal count Combat Rules for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. We know that Jey is not going to win, but maybe they'll have a dusty finish uh, so that the people in the audience are happy for two minutes as they do a reversal and give the title back to Roman. There's no way Roman loses this title before WrestleMania. WWE is not letting that ship sail. The World Heavyweight Champ is going to be Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. 
I'm really hoping that they put the belt back on Finn Balor. I think that would be a great story with Damian Priest having the money in the bag and Finn Balor being a world title holder. I think that would be humongous. And then this would also build up the Judgment Day. You would have Dominic as the North American, Rhea as the female champion, Finn as the world champion. It would make them an awesome fraction. SmackDown's Women Championship. You got Oscar versus Charlotte and Bianca in a triple threat match. Um, do they give the belt back to Bianca at this point, or do they give it to Charlotte for the 952nd time? I don't know. This is a hard one to call. I say that you make Bianca chase this belt all the way to WrestleMania. You fully turn her heel. And I would really like to see the development of her character as a full-blown heel. You got Cody versus Brock Lesnar. I think that you put the end to this story. I don't care if Cody has to do a roll-up. He doesn't dominate Brock, but he wins this bout. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shayna Baszler has to win this bout. I believe that Ronda is stepping off. And I believe this is Ronda doing a friend a favor, actually saying, you know what, Shayna's my girl. I want her to come out on this on top. It will actually do a lot for her career. It'll make her seem like the baddest woman alive. Maybe she could even take that title. The Intercontinental Champ is Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I know they brought back Drew, and Drew's getting his big push. He's back in the title scene. But I actually enjoy Gunt. I believe that he is one of the best characters that I've seen in wrestling in over a decade. I enjoy him. I enjoy his style. I like how brutal it is. I would like a good match, but I would like Gunter to retain this title. They can, they could drag this thing out to WrestleMania if they want. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I think that Logan Paul gets his first win in a major pay-per-view at the WWE in a barn burner. You can't have Logan lose constantly or his career never gets off the ground in the WWE, even if he's only there, here, there, and for a little while. But he does have to have a big pay-per-view win. And they also added a SummerSlam Battle Royal. This is a way to get a lot of other deserving people from the WWE on a big pay-per-view. Let them get their bonus money. You may give LA Knight a chance to shine where he actually wins this. And it comes down to him and Sheamus. Because those are the only two people that we've seen actually uh, interviewed so far. They just announced this Friday. There is a Monday Night Raw this week. And then Friday Night Smackdown is coming up. So I'm sure other people will join in. But I think this would be a perfect time to get L.A. Knight over, give the fan base of the WWE something to get behind him for because they've been going crazy over this guy. I don't I like him. I don't fully understand it. But wrestling fans are very cultish. And if they love you, they love you to the point of insanity. So I'm watching this 3M championship. And I'm a big Justin Thomas fan. Well, I was a Justin Thomas fan. Justin Thomas has missed the cut. And he might not even make the Ryder Cup. He might not even make the FedEx playoffs. I mean, it seems like every year there's a new major golfer who takes a tumble-down shit village, and they fall down this dirty mountain, 
And you say, how the hell did this guy who's such a great golfer all of a sudden act like he can't play the game? But Justin Thomas, I don't know, maybe he needs to shut it down for 2023, refocus, go home, spend some time with his wife and kids, his coach, and get whatever he's got on his mind, off his mind. I hate to see people who are, I'm not going to call golfers athletes, but I'm going to say somebody who could play a game better than most people on the entire planet, and then they fall down to the level where they're a regular person. Even though his regular game would still beat anybody anywhere other than these pros, but it is painful to watch at times. This weekend, we had Terrence Crawford go up against Errol Spence Jr. Terrence Crawford won in a nine-round nine round technical knockout. Bud was impressive. Bud was on point. After that first round, he dropped him in the second. I believe he dropped him two times in the seventh. Bud was not losing this day. I don't believe that this man gets the utter respect that is due to his accomplishments. And let me just mention this. Crawford is now the owner of all four titles, the IBF, the WBA, the WBC, and the WBO in his second weight class. He is the first male fighter to accomplish this feat since there have been four titles. So Terrence Crawford, Terrence Bud Crawford is the man who beat the man, who beat the man, who beat the man, all the way back to the original man. That makes him the linear champion in not just one, but two weight class. So I tip my hat off to him. I had Terrence winning this fight from the get-go. Uh, they talking about Earl Winston, a rematch. I don't see how he just wants to jump back into the fire with this. This wasn't a close fight. This wasn't like something that was up for debate. This was a beating. Okay, so we had the UFC 291. I think they picked a bad time to actually have a UFC card when you had such a major fight in Vegas. But, you know, it is what it is. Stephen Thomas was supposed to fight Michael Piera, but that dude, Piera, was three pounds overweight, so that card, that fight was canceled. There were some good fights on this card. Trevin Giles disappointed me again. I mean, first round submission, guillotine choke, lost to Gabriel Bumfim. Uh Derek Lewis came out there with a crazy knee in the first round, like in 33 seconds, and he beat Marcos Rogerio de Lima. TKO punches, but it was this crazy knee in 33 seconds or whatever it was. Then he danced. He stripped off his shorts. It was a wild scene. He did a lot of cussing and carrying on. Bobby Green beat up Tony Ferguson and finally submitted him with a head and arm triangle in the third round. Bobby Green looked good. Tony Ferguson is on his sixth straight loss. I think it's time for him to start thinking about some other things in life. Kevin Holland beat Michael Chiesa in the first round submission. He put him in a Dosh choke. Uh, there was a, let me see, Miranda Maverick beat Priscilla Chachavina. She put her in the arm bar. Medic beat uh, Schellenberger, third round TKO. And the main event, Justin Gagey beat Dustin Portier with a second-round knockout head kick. I mean, it was brutal. 
we never seen Herb Dean move so fast. Herb Dean moved so damn fast that he put a people's elbow on a knocked out Dustin Porter because he fell while trying to get Justin to stop punching him. Uh, Alex Piera beat Jan Blokovich by split decision. I thought Blokovich won this fight. He had uh, ground control for most of the bout. Uh, I'm not impressed with Alex Piera. I think that when he's bigger than you, he's a bully and he's really good. But when you're around the same size and he can't do his bully tactics, I don't see anything too special about this guy. Now, this weekend coming up from Nashville on ESPN and ESPN Plus, we have another uh, UFC card. The headline is Corey Sandhagen versus Robert Font. It was supposed to be Yuma Magomedov, but Magomedov is not going to be fighting. But on this card, you got Jessica Andrade and Tatiana Suarez. I'm sorry. Ian Caballara is fighting OSP over St. Pude. Jesse Butler is fighting Sean Woodson. Damon Jackson is fighting Billy Quarantino. So this should be a fairly decent card. I mean, it's not a lot coming up next week. There's no major um, there's no major boxing matches. Other than, like I said, the WWE will be on next Saturday. So they have that to contend with. But there's no major golf. You got baseball. A lot of people don't care. So Jalen Ramsey gets hurt. Meniscus injury. And he might require surgery and he might also be out four to six weeks that's why when these people make all these preseason predictions and they don't take into account the fact that injuries could happen i find it foolish and that's why i don't even listen to these sports these so-called sports reporters i mean because they're just talking off the side of their neck and it makes no sense and joe barrow had to be uh, carted off and taken into the locker room this week joe barrow is up for a brand new contract he should not step on a football field again until he has his brand new contract. And I believe when he signs this contract, he will be the highest paid player in the NFL. He will beat uh, the kid from the Chargers. Uh, uh, what the hell is this guy's name? Um, the overhyped quarterback from the Chargers. You, we all know who I'm talking about. He just signed it last week. But I'm thinking that Joe Barrow is going to have to sign a $270 million deal with a bunch of money guaranteed. Not like Joe Barrow. I think Joe Barrow's changed Cincinnati Bengals around completely and utterly. They are a totally different team. They are a consistent threat for the Super Bowl, going deep in the playoffs. And if you're a football fan, you remember for many, many moons, the Cincinnati Bengals were basically a clown and a joke. And so he could turn that all around, and we shall see. I also forgot to mention one thing. The ultimate fighter was this week, and you had Austin Hubbard go up against Roosevelt Roberts, and both of these guys treated an opportunity, a golden opportunity. See, this is life is shorter than you really think. You have a golden opportunity to take care of your family, to win something, Give it your all. And they both treated that fight as though it was a sparring event. They didn't go at each other hard at all. It was a very boring fight. Austin Hubbard won. I thought Roosevelt Roberts could have pulled this out. 
either one of them could have told the other one, you know what, I like you a lot, I respect you a lot, and I know that we've been teammates, but this is for money and marbles, man. I got children to feed, and I'm going to show you that I'm dead serious about my craft. And if you don't raise your game up to my level, you're going to have a bad day here. And they both decided against that. They both decided to err on the side of caution, and it gave us the worst fight of the tough season so far. And, you know, Dana pretty much both told them both that. Don't live life with regrets. Don't don't be feeling all sad and clamped and upset that life is short. Uh, you know what? Take advantage of the time that you have. Make the most of the time that you have. Make every day count in some way, shape, or fashion. If you didn't do nothing spectacular, but you learned something, you did something. If you helped somebody, you did something. If you were just going to sit around, but in, you had the option to do something, then do it. As long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're not taking anything or taking advantage of anybody, live life. Enjoy the meals. Enjoy the sunsets. Do what you have to do so that you do not grow old and feel to yourself, oh, man, I regret not this. I regret not that. You don't get a chance to rewind this bad boy. We only move forward. We don't move backwards. So please enjoy. Please, please, please do what you have to do to enjoy this life without taking advantage of anything and anybody. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, until next week, peace to you and peace to yours.